Welcome to the Digital Edge with Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway. Your hosts, both legal technologists, authors, and lecturers, invite industry professionals to discuss a new topic related to lawyers and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 138th edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, President of Sensei Enterprises, an information technology, cybersecurity, and digital forensics firm in Fairfax, Virginia. And I'm Jim Calloway, Director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program. Today, our topic is Digital Detoxing for Lawyers. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at Clio.com. That's C-L-I-O.com. Thank you to Answer One, a leading virtual receptionist and answering services provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800 answer the number one or online at answer the number one.com. Thanks to Scorpion. Scorpion sets the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award winning website and ROI positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com slash podcast. Thanks to Serve Now a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. We are very pleased to have as our guest Roberta Tepper, Lawyer Assistance Program Director for the State Bar of Arizona, who provides practice management and trust accounting advice runs the BARS Member Assistance Program, and is the immediate past president of Arizona Women Lawyers Association. She is active in the Law Practice Division of the ABA, serves on the Law Practice Division Council, and on ABA Tech Show Board. She is also a frequent author and presenter. Thanks for joining us today, Roberta. Thanks for having me, Jim and Sharon. I am so excited to be here. Well, let's begin, Roberta, by telling us, if you would, a little bit about what you do as a practice management advisor and how you became involved with the subject of digital detoxing. So as a practice management advisor, I advise lawyers on all aspects of starting or growing, managing, and sometimes winding down their practices. This includes legal technology, office practices and procedures, trust accounting, and a variety of other topics. We try to be there for our members and get them the answers they need so that they can be more successful in the practice of law. My interest in digital detoxing came about in a couple of ways. First was through my own personal experience. Um, Before I focused on practice management and lawyer well-being, I was one of those lawyers other lawyers love to hate. I was one of the discipline counsel, and I realized not long after my office issued us all cell phones that I was relentlessly checking mine in the evenings and on the weekends. After I ruined an entire weekend obsessing about a nasty email I had received from opposing counsel, about which there was really nothing I could do until the following Monday, I resolved to start unplugging. Then when I 
started working as a practice management advisor and became involved with our member assistance program, I could see that lawyers were wearing out. Um, They were stressing out. They were burning out. And in significant ways, that was because they were accessible at all times. Um, By phone, by their screens, they were checking. They were never giving themselves any downtime. Um, They were working 24-7. And when they weren't glued to their screens, they were thinking about being glued to their screens. Um, And I was talking to new lawyers with under five years in practice who were really ready to throw it in and stop practicing. And then just personally, you know, looking around at an airport or in a restaurant and noticing that people sitting at the same table were not actually speaking to each other, but actually texting each other or (laughs) looking at something on the internet just really brought it home to me that we had a problem. Are there any striking facts about this subject that you think our audience should know? I do. You know, lawyers, generally speaking, suffer addiction and substance use disorder at a higher rate than non-lawyers. What we don't usually focus on is digital addiction. And one estimate puts the number of lawyers with digital addiction at between 20 and 40% of lawyers. And there are some very scary stats relating to our use of digital devices. Um, We check our phones an average of 47 times a day. About two-thirds of us check our phones within 15 minutes of getting up. Half of us sleep with our phones on our nightstand or, even worse, in our bed. About 80% of lawyers check their work email on vacation. And when you measure all that together, about half of our waking life is spent looking at some kind of screen. Those are scary statistics. And, and They're we, terrible. We, we, were, <laughs> we, we were really lucky to have the, the great pleasure of speaking together on this subject. So I feel very funny because I'm asking you questions that I jolly well know the answer to because we gave the presentation. But for the sake of our audience, tell them what the heck is text neck and what can it do to you? And I will tell you, it feels a little strange to be giving you answers that I know you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but text neck, it sounds both terrible and benign, but it's becoming an epidemic and it is caused by keeping your head down in the position we use when we look at our, and I'll use cell phones, but it could be anything. It could be tablets. It could be laptops. So basically, it is the epitome of bad posture. And if you think about it, the human head, when it's seated the way it should be, upright, um, weighs somewhere between 10 and 12 pounds. But what medical professionals tell us is when you bend your head forward and down, the weight exerted by that position of your head increases the pressure on your spine. One article in 2014 estimated that smartphone users spend between two and four hours a day looking at their phones, and I would say that is a very, very low estimate for today's world. So doctors tell us that when you're looking down at your phone and you have that position, you're putting as much as 60 pounds of pressure on your neck, which was really designed to hold a 10 to 12 pound head. So you are increasing the load on your neck about five or six times 
Texnec has been linked to headaches, neurological issues, uh, compression of vertebrae, depression, heart disease. I could go on, but it's that's scary enough. It sure is. So I guess the lesson from this is I should try to hold my phone higher, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Less pressure. <laughs> Roberta, what are some of the symptoms of digital addiction? You know, at some level, addiction is addiction. If you think about alcohol or drug addiction, many of the symptoms are the same. Focusing, obsessing, being unable to step away from your digital screen. All of those things are things that you would think about if you thought about, oh, a drug addict, they need drugs all the time, or an alcoholic, they crave alcohol or think about alcohol. And we like to think that digital addiction is different, but really it isn't. Something that manifests itself with digital addiction, though, is this fear of missing out. Um, of course, because it's digital, it has an abbreviation. It's F-O-M-O. Um, but it's the incessant checking of our devices because you might miss that Facebook post or the tweet or an Instagram picture. And that brings disruption to just every aspect of your life. So if you know somebody who is displaying anxiety because they have to put their phone down or turn it off, you know somebody who is showing at least one of the potential signs of digital addiction. It can lead to loneliness, to isolation. Um, it's not hard to think that if you are in a room full of people, but you are glued to your screen, you're not going to be interacting. Think about how many times someone can ignore you before you finally start to stop trying. Um, and so lawyers and, and other people um, are finding it very isolating. In the worst stages of digital addiction, addicts can feel phantom phone vibrations. Um, they, they force themselves to look thinking they missed it. They can force themselves to wake up. It disrupts their sleep cycle. Uh, they can experience attention deficit disorder. We've heard that the average person's attention span is now less than a bird, and that's seconds the difference between maybe eight and six seconds. So if you can't focus on anything for more than eight seconds before you feel compelled to check your phone, that's probably the most severe sign of digital addiction. There's also brain freezes, anxiety and stress. And if anybody has ever had sore eyes at the end of the day, looking at the big screen with your head up, Imagine what you're doing to yourself looking at the little screen with your head down. Um, and sometimes we do see lawyers that really just lose track of time. They are not getting their work done. They're not being productive. They're not serving their clients. And it's because they're so focused on what's going on in the digital world that they just can't disconnect. Okay, Roberta, I got to ask you, you said our attention span is less than, I think you said a bird. It's a fish, right? That's right. Less than a bird. <laughs> <laughs> the, the birds and the fishes. <laughs> if you think about <laughs> And you know what? Fishes are good examples, too. If you've ever watched one and you notice how often they just twitch around, that's our brain now because we're so used to that instant input of digital images. <laughs> This really feels like a conversation between three addicts, but uh, 
<laughs> the self-reporting part will come later. <laughs> so before we move on to our next segment, let's all try not to look at our cell phones while we take a quick commercial break. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One is available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the country. Connect your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit ServeNow.com. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is digital detoxing for lawyers, and our guest is Roberta Tepper, the Lawyer Assistance Programs Director for the State Bar of Arizona. She provides practice management and trust accounting advice, runs the Bar's Membership Assistance Program, and is the immediate past president of the Arizona Women Lawyers Association. So, Roberta, why do you think lawyers seem so susceptible to digital addiction? I think there's actually two reasons. One is slightly less nefarious, to me at least. And I think lawyers are susceptible because so much of our working day, we are forced to use digital devices. You can barely even think about the practice of law anymore without mobile devices, without a computer, without a tablet, uh, without your cell phone. It's just part of the culture that we've built. And in fact, I mean, we encourage lawyers to embrace technology, to be more efficient, to better serve their clients. And so we've put the alcohol in front of the alcoholic. And that brings me to the second reason, which is it's sad, but lawyers are really, really, really good at hiding or denying addiction. I mean, lawyers make some of the most resolute drug addicts and alcoholics um, because we are used to manipulating the facts. We are usually smart. We are usually involved in one face to the public and one face to our ourselves, our private face. And so we are really good at um, hiding the symptoms. So before it becomes a problem, we're not inclined to do anything about it. When it becomes disruptive, which is a later sign of addiction, that's when we finally decide to do something about it. Roberta, if someone is concerned about this subject, how can they find out how much time they are spending on their digital devices? Okay, this is the ironic part. There's an app for that. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So we're going to tell you to digitally detox and be aware of it, but we're going to tell you to use your devices um, to get that information. (laughs) So there's apps like Moment that can tell you how much time you're spending on your phone and what apps you're using most. Um, Dashboard is a feature on new Android devices. It can measure your screen time by activity, 
It may even suggest screen breaks in apps like YouTube. Um, you can use quality time. It will tell you how much time you spend on each app. It will tell you the number of times you check your phone and the number of times you open an app and can suggest ways to restrict your app usage. There is a digital well-being app in production, which ironic, yes, again. Um, on iPhones, if you go to settings and battery, you'll get a list of your apps and how much time you spend on the screen. Um, there's a screen time feature on newer iPhones that tells you how much time you spend on each app. So there's plenty of software out there. There's even Windows software called Manic Time, how appropriate. Or for Mac, it's called Cubeserve, Q-B-S-E-R-V-E. -E. All you have to do is a search. I know, again, irony, um, to see that there are new apps being developed all the time. I, you know, I said the same thing. I, I recently gave this lecture again with someone else. Why do I feel guilty saying that? Um, <laughs> it, it was my husband. It was my husband, Roberta. So you know, <laughs> no, but but <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but in in any event, um, we mentioned the same thing that it was kind of uh, it was kind of funny that we're recommending an app to cure digital addiction. Um, and it is. It has irony, to be sure. Uh, but right now, um, sessions like the one I just got through teaching last week uh, that involve digital detoxing are just really hot. I mean, I had people coming up afterwards saying, you know, you really made a difference in my life today. Now, that's that's a pretty strong statement, which probably suggests that their digital addiction is probably pretty strong, too. But as the entire country begins to focus on lawyer wellness. Are there some tips you can offer our listeners to help them spend less time on their devices? Sure. The first thing is you don't have to go cold turkey. Um, Sharon and I both had a conversation with a colleague and she said, you don't understand. If I turn off my phone, I have to spend twice as much time catching up and that's just worse. And it just makes me feel anxious about what I'm missing. And so you don't have to, we're not trying to launch you from digital addiction into anxiety. That's not the goal. So don't go cold turkey, but do set some boundaries. Do decide on time that you can turn your technology off and not just unvibrate, but off. That means you won't check your phone or your tablet or your whatever. So maybe that's dinner with the family or at the movies or your kid's ballet recital or lunch. You can use technology to help you. You can use auto replies to let people know that you're not available and when you'll get back to them. You can use out of office messages, the same thing. You can let them know you're not dead, you haven't turned off your practice, but you won't be available for the next hour. It can help to turn off notifications on email or other apps because this way you're not getting that ping, ping, ping of their stuff waiting for you. It's sort of that same Las Vegas, you know, slot machine thing where it's lights and buzzing and noises and that makes you want to play more. The same thing works for digital detox. And have a support plan. If you're a solo or a small firm lawyer, we know you can't just go dark. But you can arrange for coverage. You can use a virtual receptionist. There are a lot of alternatives for that. And, you know, it's not going to be easy. It really isn't. Like any other addiction, you're going to struggle with it. So ask your beloved friends and family to kindly, not nastily, but kindly um, support you in this and not text you 
perhaps they save their instant question of, do you want macaroni and cheese for dinner for an hour or so? And then, you know, the new thing seems like the newest thing out that I seem to be reading articles about almost daily is using dark mode or grayscale. Um, And that is because the blue light from the phone stimulate our brains and it makes it more conducive for you to check your phone. Um, And then finally, don't apologize. Just tell people, I won't be available during dinner. I won't be available my daughter's ballet recital is coming up. Um, I'm turning off for an hour. Or I tell my friends, don't text me if you think I'm driving because I won't answer. Um, And if they do, well, you know, that's on them, not on me. Okay. Intervention from friends? (laughs) Exactly. I still have friends, believe it or not. So we've talked about intervention, then we have to move on to rehab. I understand you know something like digital boot camps. What what are those? <laughs> digital boot camps is like group therapy to detox. Some of them are seven days long. You turn in your cell phone. When you get there, you do not get it back until you leave. And I know for some people, the anxiety is just building up in them hearing that. But one of the purposes is is they reintroduce you to life without screens. You actually read books that are on paper. You have uh, conversations. You burst water balloons. (laughs) You do um, mindfulness kinds of exercises. There's crafts and art and yoga. Um, And it all sounds very much like the movement towards lawyer well-being. And in fact, it is. Um, But these are enforced periods of time when you are not permitted to access any kind of technology. So I have I have a funny story to tell you, Roberta. One of my employees actually actually went to a digital detox boot camp, and she was completely prepared to cheat. She brought her phone with her. Everybody else at the retreat it finally admitted that they had brought their phones intending to cheat. <laughs> and it turns out that they went into some far corner of West Virginia where no company at all had signal. <laughs> So, so the, those, those phones were just bricks, <laughs> and and they all they all lived to tell the tale, <laughs> and probably instantly checked for voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, she said that when she took got her phone back, it felt like um, Jacob Marley putting on the ball and chains again. So I think she did actually learn something. <laughs> Well, that's very interesting, folks. And before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code TDE10. Of course, you can find Clio at Clio.com. That's C-L-I-O.com. Feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high-value cases your firm deserves? 
For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to market your law firm aggressively and generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is digital detoxing for lawyers, and our guest is Roberta Tepper, Lawyer Assistance Programs Director for the State Bar of Arizona. Roberta, I know that lawyers need to help themselves, but I think there's a real responsibility that's not being met by those who are in law firm management to help make sure that their lawyers are assisted in digital detoxing where needed. What can they do? You're absolutely right, Sharon, because the law firms who still expect their lawyers to bill 1,500, 1,600, 2,000, 2,200 hours, they're just creating the environment that digital addiction will flourish. So they have to change their culture. They need to re-educate themselves and their lawyers because now we've built a culture of I didn't sleep at all last night. I was on my phone all night. Isn't that great? And so we have to turn that on its head and build a culture where um, lawyer well-being is prioritized. The National Task Force on Lawyer Well-Being created numerous um, recommendations for every aspect of the legal profession, and one of them was for law firms. So if you are rewarding lawyers for being glued to their screens, that's what they're going to do. But if you prioritize well-being. Some big law firms have hired well-being directors. Some offer mindfulness or meditation breaks. As a matter of fact, here at the State Bar of Arizona, we have a weekly meditation break for 15 minutes, and none of our hourly employees have to check out. We go into a room. We have a guided meditation. Nobody brings their cell phones or they turn them off, and it's great. So law firms have to do the same kind of thing. They have to create a culture where people feel free to unplug and feel free to take that break from the digital world. Well, Roberta, I'd believe that most lawyers and and frankly, most people in today's society are not surprised and feel like they spend too much time with technology and particularly their mobile devices. But Sharon and I like to give concrete takeaways to our listeners. So how do you get started making improvements and, and what's the plan? What are your first steps? So the first step is to take the first step. Doesn't that sound circular? But it's true. Decide the one thing you can do without provoking anxiety in yourself. So maybe if when I get home at night, I will sit down to dinner and for that, whatever it is, 15 minutes, I will turn my phone off. It's one thing. You're probably not going to get any calls at all. And it will let you start believing that that's possible. And then start creating your plan. You need to have a strategy if you're going to turn off or tune out. And I sound like Timothy Leary. Um, But it's a plan you need to make and then you need to do it. Because experts tell us that it takes at least three weeks to form a new behavioral habit. And digital addiction is difficult because it's both brain-centered and behavior-centered. And so 
it's going to be hard for those three weeks. So ask your friends for their support by not texting you during dinner or say, I eat dinner with my family or alone or in front of the TV from 7 to 7.15. Don't call. And then that's fine. So just figure out what that one thing is that you can do that causes you the least anxiety and then do the next hard thing and the next hard thing. And before you know it, you will have created a new habit that will be to not be glued to the digital screen. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. This has been wonderful. And, you know, you're right. A journey of a thousand miles begins with that first step uh, and you have to deliberately take it and then build on it. And I think that you've, you've shown kind of a roadmap to people for how they might, how lawyers in particular might be able to do that successfully. So thanks for giving us your time today, Roberta. And it was a lot of fun on top of everything else. Thank you both for having me. It has been my pleasure. That does it for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. And remember, you can subscribe to all of the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sharon. Happy trails, cowboy. Thanks for listening to the Digital Edge. Produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway for their next podcast covering the latest topic related to lawyers and technology. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.